With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. The following wrestling broadcast is being performed by highly trained professional athletes. It is not recommended that their actions be imitated in any form whatsoever in the home. This is the LAW Retro Wrestling Show with your host, wrestling's only mass cowboy, the Maverick, and wrestling's original superhero, Super Cody. I don't even know how to lead into that. Howdy, partners. Welcome to Liberty All-Star Wrestling's Retro Wrestling Radio. I am... The Maverick, and I am joined by the one and only superhero himself, Super Cody. Easy for you to say. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Like we said, Liberty All-Star Wrestling presents Retro Wrestling Radio here on the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. Friday nights at 9, we talk old-school pro wrestling. And unfortunately, partner, we have another (laughs) major legend pass away on us this week. Yeah, you know, we're just getting over the shock of our our friend George the Animal Steel passing away. And then we, we hear of another legend that basically passed away last Friday night. And that was one Mr. Ivan Koloff. Yeah, the Russian bear himself, Ivan Koloff, legendary figure in pro wrestling, former WWWF heavyweight champion, former NWA champion, and so much more. And we're going to dedicate the hour to discussing the <laughs> Uncle Ivan, the Russian bear. Uh, we're also going to talk about Liberty All-Star Wrestling's big event, April 1st, Homecoming. So how are you this week, my friend? I am super. You know. I see. You're going to be a (laughs) whirlwind conversationalist today, are you? Well, you know, I'm getting ready for my return to law come April 1st. Briarcliff. Field, oh, Briarcliff Fire Company, 75 Beach Avenue, 6.30 p.m. Bell. Oh, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. You've screwed it all up. You don't get to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's Liberty All-Star Wrestling's homecoming, Saturday, April 1st. 
at the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. The address is 767 Beach Avenue, Glen Olden, PA. <laughs> 6.30 bell time, all tickets, just $12. And the show benefits the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. There, now you can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, I'm show getting notes, ready. My friend. You know, show notes. <laughs> getting ready for my big LAW return. I can't wait. You know, it's been so many years since I've been able to climb into that wonderful ring of LAW. So, I'm looking forward to that. Plus, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the wrestlers that LAW has has brought in in the past year. Yeah, for sure. We'll be getting to know many of those performers as they will be on the show in the weeks leading up to it, starting next month, one month away. And we are going to jump in and start talking about the, the wrestlers that will be partaking in the giant event. Uh, we know there's going to be two championship matches. Uh, first off, Liberty All-Star Wrestling Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as the newly crowned John the Creature Cannon will make his first LAW title defense against LAW legend Jimmy Gennetti. Well, we can't say enough. This this is going to be the ultimate new school versus old school matchup. I mean, you have Gennetti who's who's been in it. Matter of fact, you know, speaking of Ivan Koloff, Jimmy Gennetti has wrestled Ivan Koloff on a few occasions. And, uh, you know he he's been in there with some of the best, and you know he he's got he's going to bring his A game because the creature John Cannon is so unpredictable. And of course, when you mention John Cannon, you now have to be wary of his relationship with Mister Jester. How this progresses, we don't know, but I'm sure that was just not a one-off. And the two of them, <clears throat> based on their uh, behavior the night of the show and after. Uh, that's that's a unit now, uh, and where it goes from here, we don't know. Uh, the two of them are together, and uh, Gennetti's going to have his hands full. He's a wily veteran and, and no stranger to twisting a few rules to get his way, but he's going to have his hands full when it comes to the very unpredictable John Cannon and now the frighteningly large, sadistic Mr. Jester. Yeah, like you said, uh, Mr. Jester, you know... He he debuted in Law uh, about a year ago, and he is just a monstrous, monstrous human being. And, and twisted and deranged. You know, he comes from the the Penhurst Asylum, literally, uh, and he is a frightening individual. The way his mind works, and and to be that big and frightening and ferocious. You know, it's quite a pair, and uh, we'll see what happens in the championship match in Briarcliff. Yeah, if you, if, if you missed uh, the last LAW show, I mean, Mr. Jester basically manhandled his opponent. And, and then, you know, just the thought that that the, the evil genius who is John Cannon is going to be steering this monster... Uh, the heroes of LAW are going to have their, their work cut out for them. Absolutely, no doubt. But, you know, the, it goes both ways. Because Jimmy Janetti, like we said, he has been around. An LAW original, he is uh, really one of the premier names when you think about the origins of, of Philadelphia area wrestling. 
uh, one of the founding fathers and pioneers. He helped get it all started. He did. He did. You know, um, you could almost say that a lot of what goes on in wrestling today, he, he was one of those guys that uh, changed, changed the course of it. You know, and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves on that. No, absolutely not. And that's uh, the main event, our big match, uh, big heavyweight championship match, that is. And the only way to see it is to come to LAW Homecoming. And then, of course, the second big title match, uh, you've been following it. If you've been following this show, I've spoken on it a few times because I may or may not have a a close tie to it uh, <laughs> for the LAW Tag Team Champions. The new Lee crowned tag team champions, those no good rotten dirty crooks, Elite International, uh, take on the number one contenders to those belts, Norm the Barfly and this masked wrestling cowboy named the Maverick, collectively known as TV Generation. Well, again, if you, if you missed what happened last time, you know the, these two. Well, I should say three now, and who knows, you know, they, they they are just scoundrels. You know, they have no morals. They don't care how they win. They don't care who they hurt in the process. And to be honest with you, they, are, they may not be the biggest, but they are probably some of the most dangerous villains in LAW. Well, they're, they're – for sure, they're pack animals. Uh, we know it's uh, Wyndham James Winthorpe the Third, Monsieur Ulala, Big Ben, and I, I understand, according to a couple sources I have up front, they have they're talking, and there could possibly be more members down the line. We don't know who they're going to be. We don't know if they're current law superstars or not. But it seems that they're on a recruitment drive, and unfortunately, three, four, five, six—it doesn't matter. Unfortunately for them. How many they have, those titles are coming home. Uh, and I promised I wouldn't dominate the entire hour talking about it, but they have cost me championship gold on two different occasions, both the championship and the tag team championship. And I get my chance at redemption and homecoming. You know, and, and it is a literal and a homecoming for me and a figurative homecoming for me. As I return to championship gold, I return to Briarcliff. I went to middle school in Briarcliff, right around the corner from the building we're wrestling in. So Delco born and raised, and I'm we're coming back to Delco, and I'm going to celebrate my homecoming with a championship. Well, I wish you all the luck in the world, my friend, and I hope the the referees are ready to watch those scoundrels, you know, so that they so that they do not pull their shenanigans that they like to pull. And hopefully, you know, good will win out that day. Well, Norm and I have have been in conference quite a few times, and will continue to as we train and prepare for these guys. And you know, we have a couple things up our sleeves as well. It's going to be an interesting event for sure. Well, again, like I said, I, I, I wish nothing but the best for you guys. And hopefully, you know, you guys will watch your back and 
you know, maybe somebody can help watch your back. Well, never say never. Never say never. And, of course, like I said, next week we're going to start rolling out more of the superstars, who, Liberty All-Star Wrestling, who will be in Briarcliff. We will have several of them on the air and uh, a chance to tell their story and <laughs> get you excited for the big LAW homecoming show on April the 1st. And, of course, oh, as I mentioned you. earlier, the return of Super Cody. And I am excited because LAW is is where the Super One was born. And the fact that I'm going to get to see all the great people of Delaware County who were so supportive, you know, throughout my entire career is, is just exciting to me. All right. And so Super Cody's excited. We're all excited. We hope you are, too. We hope you'll come out. Like we said, tickets just $12. It's a great family event. Uh, lots of stuff to do and a lot of exciting wrestling. That's true. And, and you know, like you said, 12 hours. Boy, you can't even go to a movie for that these days. No, I was literally just found that out. I was trying to plan uh, movie tickets for this weekend. Oh, yeah, what are you going to see, sir? Oh, I'm going to go see the Lego Batman movie finally. We were away when it came out, so I missed opening weekend. But we're going to hopefully sneak out this weekend and catch it. Oh, a superhero movie. Review it live on the air on Mavericks Comic Roundup this Sunday on the Totally Driven Radio Network. I'll plug some more of my work. You think if I pitch it, they'll make a Lego Super Cody movie? Wouldn't hurt to try. That could be fun. That's your big pitch? <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah. You gotta do better than that, man. Well, give me some time to work on it. I'll have I'll have a better pitch next week. Alright, there you go. Better pitch for the Lego Super Cody movie. We're gonna take a break and when we come back we will be talking the life and legacy of the late great Russian bear, Ivan Koloff. See you in three minutes and seventeen seconds. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. 
But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscalls.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Welcome back, wrestling fans, to LAW Retro Wrestling Radio. I am the Maverick, and joined by Mr. Super Cody himself, and we are going to be discussing the life and legacy of Ivan Koloff. And like we mentioned earlier in the broadcast, unfortunately, <laughs> shortly after we went off the air, we got noticed, notice that uh, the Russian bear Ivan Koloff had also passed away. We had just finished up our George the Animal Steel tribute and got another punch in the gut. Uh, another one of the founding fathers of, of modern pro wrestling, Ivan Koloff, uh, such an influential guy. Um, you know, I ran through it earlier, former WWF champion defeating Bruno San Martino. And of course, that later... Was Bruno. Most... I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah, I was saying that was after Bruno's first uh, and longest run, which yeah, no one seven and a half years. defeated. Yeah, that was a huge, huge deal. Uh, defeated Bruno... Uh, ooh, it rapidly became the most hated man in the country, I believe, at that point. Because um, nobody thought Bruno was, was going to get beat. And a huge shocker defeating Bruno. Uh, lost it <laughs> not too much later to Pedro Morales. Which, again, that, that was also a, a, you know, you know, you had... The, the the Russian bear against um, basically wrestling's first world heavyweight Hispanic champion. Yeah, um, definitely a pivotal pivotal point of history that was. Um, he used the word transitional champion, but it doesn't matter because he was the champion um, for that time. Uh, 
and proceeded and it continued for many years just to be a, a brutal villain. And then I think he really utilized him well. The NWA used him well because they made him a mentor figure. And he just had so much knowledge to pass on. Of course, the, the, the Russians with his nephew Nikita and Crusher Khrushchev and so many other characters coming in there and then working with Paul Jones towards the end of his career. And then uh, even went into a little bit of managing after that. Uh, just a long, long career. When you look at all the people they were, he got to work with, you know, he <laughs> he's one of the few who got to wrestle Bruno and Backlund, and <laughs> you know, in their heyday, uh, he superstar Billy Graham. He also Harley. He also wrestled Harley Race. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes. You know, so many big names he was in there with. Yeah, and and, and like I said, you know, uh, Ivan will forever be remembered as the man who defeated Bruno. And I don't know, have you ever see, actually seen that match? I saw the ending of the match as part of a package of something. I was watching History of the WWF belt, I believe. Well... The, the thing that always stuck with me about that was when he climbed up to the top rope to, to deliver the knee. Uh huh. And he, and he, and if he and, and you got to get the original audio, and I used to have it on a VHS. And when he hit the knee, you could almost see the crowd knew that they knew in their hearts that Bruno was going to kick out. And then when that referee's hand went down for the third time, I have never seen the life drained out of a place like that. And anything I've ever seen, it literally went dead silent. Because people were shocked, you know. You you had your heavyweight championship now being held by an evil Russian. And Bruno lost. And if you're looking for a modern... Uh... Parallel, it would be the streak ending. You know, the the reaction, the the hush, and the silent, and the stunness of the crowd when the streak ended. It was a similar situation because nobody, and Ivan called. Nobody thought Bruno was going to lose to Ivan. I mean, and, and Ivan was a tough go getter, but no one at this point, Bruno was a Superman. Nobody thought Bruno was ever going to lose. Yeah, yeah, they really did not, and. It was it was it was one of them things. Like I said, when when he pinned them, it literally drained the life out of it, out of the entire arena. So it, it was fantastic uh, to to witness. But then he was always that guy that when they brought him back, you were afraid he was going to. He was a guy that you never knew when he was going to take that title again. No, absolutely, because he knew he was perfectly capable of it, and he he had another shot at Bruno the, during the second reign, and it, it was a big deal because they thought you know he did it before, can he do it again? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the cage match, uh, the big publicized cage match they had, and uh, that was a huge deal. And then when um, they brought him in um, during the Backlund reign. It, it was another because that was a that was an actually a Madison Square Garden sellout because the big thing right. was this was the man that defeated Bruno would he be the man to end Backlund's reign? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and I mean, that was just the kind of aura this guy that Ivan Travel that carried with him for the rest of his career. Um, I mean, obviously they didn't talk a lot about it in the NWA, but there was always that that level of of all around Ivan Koloff, and he was a rough, rough, rugged individual. Um, watching a lot of tape on Ivan, preparing for the show, uh, that knee was deadly, and he used it as a weapon in, the, in several different ways, uh, which is funny because you think of Ivan and the, the Russian sickle and you know the inventor of that, but that knee was a much more formidable weapon for most of his career. It was, it was. And, and you know, I, like you said, when I think his NWA stuff was, was a lot better because he was the ultimate villain. You know, he had, he had the monsters backing him and you could never get to him. And then even if you could get to him, you forgot that he was not just some frail manager. He was actually a guy that he could pick you up over his head and knock knock you out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're you're big Ivan Koloff. Like when you think of Ivan Koloff, what do you think? My all-time favorite Ivan Koloff moment was uh, NWA actually their feud with the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, okay. And the match that always stuck in my head was when um, him when the when they lost the belts to the Rock and Roll Express, him and Nikita. Uh huh. Or it was him, or was it was it him and Crusher Khrushchev? Uh, now I'm a little throwing a blank. I know Ivan was in the match. Yeah, I think it was him and Nikita. Or no, was that when Nikita was going after Flair? Nope, I, I, I actually, you know what, I, I found the match. It was him and Crusher Khrushchev. It was Crusher, yeah, because Nikita was going after Flair, I think. Was was it Starcade? Oh, no, this was actually on TV. And I'm thinking of something this, else then. This, yeah, this was on uh, the regular TV show. Because that is how they ended the show. And I will tell you, he played that part so well that you could not wait for them to get defeated, but you didn't know who was going to beat them. No, you just you didn't care. Somebody had to beat them. Exactly. It, 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 you know, when, when, you, when you think back, when it, and, and they built such a, a rivalry that to this day, you know, it, it's, it's still one of the greatest tag team rivalries of all time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Ironically, my, my big Ivan... Uh, feud moment um, is a tag team situation, but it was with a very different tag team. And the the roughness, I'll never forget how rough it was, and that is the Road Warriors. 
yeah, you know the Russian button. the Russian chain matches with the Road Warriors and the and the brutality of it. I, I was just you know taken back now, by how these big big men and Ivan being the smallest of them, you know, standing right there holding his own against these monsters. But he was a monster in his own right. Now, it's it's interesting you mention that. Because a lot of people, you know, they remember the Road Warriors and how big they were. And, of course, Nikita and even Khrushchev. And then you had Ivan, like you said, you know, he was the smallest of them. But he was probably the most dangerous of all of them. Without a doubt, he was the toughest of the whole lot. Uh, He was just a a rugged, tough dude. Um, And you could see it in all of his matches. Um, just rough. So yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one of them to fight, it wouldn't be Ivan. <laughs> as big as the other <laughs> ones were, <laughs> I would not pick Ivan to fight if I had to pick one. Well, he was in a tag team with Baron Von Raschke. And I will tell you, I, for two older gentlemen, I would never want to get in the ring with those two. That, yeah, that, that I, I didn't see it. I, I read team. on, yeah, I, I read on the Wikipedia that they had teamed, but I had never seen it, and I thought, wow, those that's kind of <laughs> that's a frightening tag team. But any, you know, a lot of those tag team, when you read through some of the guys he teamed with and worked with over the years, uh, some of the ones you forgot about, it was like everybody he was with. You're like, oh, I don't want to pick a fight with them. Ooh, I certainly don't want to pick a fight with them. When you're talking about guys like uh, Ray the Crippler Stevens and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and it was funny just because, like you said, you know, you, you you look at Ivan, and and he was the smallest of them, but boy, was he 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 was tough. He he was tough. Yeah, and I think especially during that period, he was overshadowed by the the monster size of Nikita, but you know, he was he was pivotal to that whole storyline. And, and one of the things I, I got to appreciate about the Russians, and leads into <laughs> how I like some of this stuff. I was a big fan, and probably the only one of the six-man tag team championships. <laughs> so you know, the the Russians versus the Road Warriors and Dusty <laughs> were some of the best six-man tag matches. But I loved that goofy old title, and and the fact that he was one of the the guys who kind of was the pioneer for it. He was, he was. And, and I agree with you. I used to love the six man. I thought it, um, you know, uh, love, you know, uh, being a tag team fan and then just adding that extra man was so much fun. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, it was always underutilized to me. I mean, I know, Six-mans are incorporated in all kinds of uh, – almost every show, there's a six-man. <laughs> uh, never having real steady go with the six-man tag team championships. I really appreciate it when they did have them. And and uh, at one point, I had my own version I was planning uh, of uh, the six-man tag team championship. It was going to be a little different for Slamtastic. Uh, it was going to be the super team championship. Um, but that was a little bit of a different concept. But, yeah, he was one of those guys, six-man tag team with the Russians. And, and I think they may have just made it up 
to give the Russians another belt. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but, um, you know, getting back getting back to even that, they made work so well. It, it, I mean, you, you look at just everything he did from sing. Uh, I mean, he had a really nice career because, you know, he started out as a singles, you know, progressed right. to the to the pinnacle of the world championship, and then you know, as he got older, started slowing down, slowing, and, and started getting into more of a managerial mentor role. And basically, he never went. He didn't go out not on top. He was still on top, in my opinion. Yeah, he kind of he transitioned out of the ring without really uh, losing a whole lot. Um, I was, trying, I was reading earlier, ninety four. I think he he finally got out. He did the Indies for a long time, and that's when he went to ECW and worked a ton of in well ECW in Eastern Championship Wrestling, I should say. He was in the early days of that in tri-state wrestling. Um, and a lot, a lot, a lot of indies. He did a lot of work there. But, and um, that, that reputation followed him everywhere he went. Um, being both a big, tough, rugged guy and a mentor uh, of sorts. And then, of course, um, a big part of his, his life uh, was, was dedicated uh, outside the ring. He worked extensively with the Children's Miracle Network for many, many years afterwards, um, became an ordained minister, thanks to nephew Nikita, uh, went and spoke at prisons and, and things like that, and, and really used his his celebrity and his, and his career to to go out, and, and he led a very busy life after his ring career, uh, helping people. You know, I, I can honestly say I had the, the pleasure of uh... – being in a locker room with with Ivan, and he was every bit as a gentleman as he was tough, I would say. And yeah. he was just he, he even uh, when when I met Ivan, it was it was in his you know older years. You know, it was after the um, you know it was it was. After the WCW run, when he was basically doing the indies, and uh, then I actually got to meet him, I, I meet up with him again a few years ago at, a, at one of the uh, wrestling signings, because uh, I was uh, <laughs> I was I was go, I was working on a little project with uh, okay. the great you know champions of the past who wrestled you know and Bruno Bruno Sammartino's greatest opponents. And of course, you know you had to get Ivan, and absolutely, you know he he was still just as nice and as gracious. And one one thing that really impressed me was there was a guy there who was a, a younger wrestler, and he was talking, and Ivan just couldn't stop talking and giving him advice, and you know just just trying to help the guy along, and it was just so nice to see. That's cool. And if you think about it, uh, do you think Nikita Koloff would have been um, as big as, as big a star as he was if 
they did not have him with Ivan Koloff. I don't know. That's a good question because, I mean, Nikita was a beast. Um, there's a good chance that depending on how they brought him in, um, he probably would have made an impact. I don't know that he would have been as feared um, as he was. I mean, when he came in and he was just this big beast and they, you know, booked him perfectly in the beginning. All he did was run in and kill people quickly. Um, I think having Ivan there and saying, this is my nephew, the aura was there that gave him this ultimate uh, rub as a villain and a monster. Like people were legitimately like, oh crap, this guy's Ivan's nephew and he's so big. And it just gave you this fear because anytime I heard uh, the Russians were up against somebody, I was like, oh, crap. They got it like Rock and Roll Express. I was like, oh, they're going to die. I love the Rock and Roll Express, (laughs) but they're going to die. (laughs) You know, and then the Road Warriors are like, "Hmm, I don't think the Road Warriors might be able to take these guys. So there was definitely a fear thing with the Russians. And that was all because of Ivan, because you see, you know, Crusher Khrushchev went on to be Smash and had a, a really good career on his own, but you know he wasn't the one that they were afraid of. No, no, and you and you think about it, you know, and you know I, I have to give credit on on this line of questioning was was actually brought to my attention by our our good friend and always loyal listener Brian Mackey. Uh, he he brought up the point if he was named anything else but Koloff. Would Nikita have been had, had the impact? You know, if he was like Nikita Smith or something like that. I don't think they'd bill him as Nikita Smith. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's a really good point. I think having that uh, automatic uh, respect factor, you know, having the Koloff name, it was kind of like uh, Arn Anderson when he came in. He had that that Kol- uh, that Anderson name, the Koloff name, carried a lot of weight. I mean, how you know. Being as big as he was, uh, you know, there was a chance that he'd have some success, but would he have the the frightening aura and uh, the oh crap? I mean, at one point they thought he was going to get flair. Everybody thought he was going to get flair when he, you know, <laughs> that was a big deal. Uh, and it was, I think it's the having the Koloff heritage and name it was a big part of why he he was so scary. Yeah, yeah, and and you know having Ivan being able to talk for you and mentor you, I I just think uh, carried him a long way. Oh, absolutely. The the voice, the mouthpiece, like you said, that was enormous because uh, Nikita by himself was not the greatest talker. Uh, and, you know, exposing the truth, he wasn't very convincing as a Russian. Um, <laughs> but Ivan was. You believed everything that came out of Ivan's mouth. Oh, you, oh, you did? You did? Like I said, I, I confided in you earlier. I did not know he was not Russian. <laughs> yeah, that that cracked me up. I, read the same thing you did, like looking back and make, just making sure I had all the bullet points that I wanted to, yeah, the fact that he was Canadian really surprised me. Um, and I'm not sure why it did. I think because I, I really thought he was 
legitimate from Lithuania or the Ukraine or something like that. Um, never, or at least had that heritage, you know, it never occurred to me. And then, you know, to read, you know, same as, as you did, that he debuted as an Irish rogue villain named Red McNulty. That's hilarious. With an eye patch. Right, right. I left that part out. Yeah, with an eye patch. <laughs> and then, of course, for that. Uh, I don't know, but you know what? I just pulled up some footage to put on the, the Retro Wrestling Radio page. Of probably oh, on Facebook? On Facebook, that's right. Of one of Ivan's, uh, to me, shocking moments. And a lot of our fans may remember this. And again, uh, this was brought to my attention by our, by our friend Brian. When he, when they attacked Cowboy Bill Watson, laid the Russian flag over top of him. Mm. Yeah. It turned the, uh, around the entire UWF. It turned into a big thing, and they kept showing the footage week after week, and they said, you know, the proud American Bill Watson, he's having that flag draped over him. And, you know, again, I don't think it would have worked with anybody but Uncle Ivan. That was such a big thing that they they got to Bill Watts. And, uh, you know, he was. He was your stereotypical American Midwestern guy, and yeah, the the Russians definitely yeah, check that video out. Well, what's funny about that, and I'll bring up a great point, is they had a Russian in the UWF, uh, Korchakov Korchenko, who was a big, impressive-looking guy. But I just found it funny that they thought that, you know, bringing in Ivan and Nikita would, would, would make the event that much more better. And, and, and it really did. So it just goes to show oh, you that sure. not everyone could do, not everyone could do the, um, the, the, the Russian successfully. I mean, besides Nikolai Volkov, I can't really tell you too many who were very successful with the with portraying the Russian. But you know, I was just gonna I was just gonna add that when you look at it, I've seen so many hundreds, thousands, and I mean, goodness gracious, there's still people out there doing the Soviet Union gimmick today, and it's been gone for 20 years. But you know, to me, there was only real two real, and that's Ivan and Nikolai. You know. Uh, Nikita, probably because he turned babyface and, and became the American first, he, he doesn't as – but when I think of Russian villains, I think of two, and that's Ivan and Nikolai. And, and Ivan, obviously, was just the master of it. He was so sadistic, whereas you know, so many others just didn't connect. No, no, no. And, I mean, you look at – like I said, you had Korsakov, Kwachenko, uh, Crusher Khrushchev, or Zukov. 
and they even, you know, your Russian assassins and, and stuff like that came down the pike later and to very little fanfare. That, that's true. I, I just think that they couldn't, they couldn't nail. And it, it's kind of funny because the only person that, that we even say came close was Nikolai Volkov, who was legitimately Russian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he comes in second for the all-time Russian gimmicks to me. And I love Nikolai. He's one of my favorites. But, you know, Ivan Koloff is, you know, probably the most feared Russian I ever to me, anyway, you know, it didn't even matter who he was with because he was pretty frightening with the powers of pain, and they didn't scare anybody. <laughs> now, what is your most memorable Ivan Koloff moment? Um, oh, I mentioned the feud with the Road Warriors. That one always stuck with me, the, the Russian mm-hmm. chain matches with them. Um, I think... Crushing animal's face. Hmm. That one. That one's up there. And with him and the powers of pain. I mean, the powers of pain did most of the dirty work, but I just remember Ivan being a part of that. Um, And another big Ivan moment was. I think uh, I really enjoyed the Nikita turn and Ivan's reaction to that. Because it was such a huge betrayal. Uh, We talk about the, he came around and joined America because of Magnum, but, you know, Nikita really made that, or Ivan really made that work rather. Um, because he just took it to a new sadistic level of I'm going to get you for what you did. Are you he did, still there? He did. And there you yes, are. Yes, yes. Playing work um, with friends again? I, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I think if, uh, again, and this, this is going back to what I was saying earlier, he just added so much to that, and and like you said, he did the betrayal, and then he brought and didn't he bring in he brought in another big Russian, and I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy was huge. He was actually bigger than Nikita. Uh, well, yes, uh, and I forget who that was. He didn't last long. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't. But um, oh man, who was that? Guy? Now, now that's gonna bug me. Because, oh. like I said, <laughs> leave it to our buddy Vladimir Pietrov. Ah, uh, yeah. Vladimir Pietrov. That's our friend yeah, Brian he's sending that over to us. <laughs> Always appreciate it. But yeah, he's another one who just didn't. 
<laughs> pull off the intimidating, frightening Russian thing. Yeah, he was big, and that's pretty much was it for him. Uh, the, the feud with him and Nikita was so underwhelming. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it was funny because you know we're we're, we're sitting there talking about uh, you know a man who is well past his prime and Ivan and. You remember his matches more than you remember the young guys going against Nikita. Yeah, for sure, and that was the that was the staying power. He had such an aura about him uh, and such a presence that you know you remembered so much of what he did because you know you check under your bed for Ivan Koloff. He was a scary, scary man. And you know, in real life, you keep hearing that he was a teddy bear. <laughs> you know, he was a sweet guy. You know, you don't hear a lot of bad things about Ivan. At least I haven't. No, you really don't, but you also know that he wasn't somebody to be trifled with. No, no, for sure. So, have you, you ever read his book? I did not. I actually just found out when I was doing research that he wrote a book. Yeah, I didn't know about it either. I said drumming up on things. They talked about his book. I was curious if he had a lot of uh, stories and tales, or if it was more of a, you know, overall, I didn't get to read it. Uh, never even recall seeing it, or I would have picked it up. It's one of those things. Probably a short press run, but definitely, definitely something I think I want to get into and read. There's a couple of uh, – anytime you get that kind of wisdom, you should just suck it up. Well, I, I, I would like to hear his account of um, what happened because I'll be honest. Um, I think it's on YouTube if you look for it. The account of Captain Lou – from the night uh, Ivan won the belt, right? How bad it was, and how riots? Yes, and how riots broke out, and uh, <laughs> he said he. he, he you, you definitely got to hear Captain Lou's take on that, and I'd love to read what Ivan's take on the whole thing was. Yeah, well, I mean, Captain Lou is definitely a colorful character, so you know his version of the story is going to be a. Very well told, um, and and Cap used to you know he used to tell all the time about the tales of the those New York New Jersey towns where you know mm-hmm. they would throw you know cinder blocks through their windows while they would go in to eat. <laughs> so I imagine dethroning Bruno would would uh, not sit well uh, with uh, a <laughs> large majority of the uh, at New Jersey New York uh, fan base. And and just so our LAW Retro Wrestling Radio fans are aware, I did locate the match where he beat Bruno San Martino for the belt. It's some raw footage, but hey, if you want to watch a classic history-making event, it is on the LAW Retro Wrestling Facebook page. 
There you go. Ivan versus Bruno. Post it right there on the internet for the universe to see. So yeah, Ivan Koloff will definitely be missed. He hadn't had a big presence in the wrestling world lately. He'd been battling liver problems for 10 years, but uh, watching the news report from his hometown, he was still very active in his hometown, doing a lot for charity, still involved in Children's Miracle Network, still very involved in his ministries and his speaking out. So uh, definitely, definitely feel the loss to the wrestling world. Uh, our condolences to the Russian Bears family and uh, friends, and of course all of us fans who you know lost another amazing icon of professional wrestling, uh, the archetype to me for the Russian villain. Um, any Russian uh, the villain I see in the ring has automatically compared. To, to Ivan Koloff, like I said, and he, he's kind of the measuring stick, and so many have just not even come close. That, that's the truth. He, he was the, and always will be, the quintessential, um, you know, without him, there would be no Rusev's and, and whatnot today. No, yeah, I mean, you look at how many the different national gimmicks uh, weren't able to keep up, but the Russian thing, I mean, Rusev isn't obviously soviet but he, with the climate in Russia right now, it's uh, still very timely, and he does a fantastic job of doing it, but, you know, again, it's, it's you know, he's doing the Ivan Koloff thing to an extent. Um, not full-on out, uh, but he's still the Russian villain. I mean, he doesn't have the chain and the bald head which I'm not buying any Russian with hair ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when did they start growing hair? No, I don't know. I don't believe them. I don't trust them. Nikita. Well, Nikita turned good and grew hair, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> grew his hair out. It was a screw cut, but still, he grew hair. It's, you know, you tell he defected from Russia because he grew his hair out. So to me, everybody, uh, until Dolph Lundgren came on, uh, every Russian in the world was bald to me. And every German ha- villain had to have the name Vaughn in the middle. Well, they still should. <laughs> now, that covers... Uh, very small portion of Ivan Koloff's career. Uh, so we wanted to pay pay our respects to the legend here on Retro Wrestling Radio because he's the reason we're here. Uh, these old classic legendary wrestlers, and we do thank you for tuning in every month. Hopefully the next time we come back on the air, we've got a much happier topic. Uh, <laughs> we're not eulogizing another one of our heroes Uh Rough couple of weeks, both with George the Animal Steel and Ivan Koloff passing. Hopefully, we get into something good next week. Something up. Yeah, yeah. Like no, it, it was really matches. Two legends. Yeah. So, uh, once again, that uh, rapidly brings us towards the end of our hour here on Totally Driven. Entertainment Radio Network. Make sure you tune in to all of the shows on the Hit Network, including uh, the flagship itself, Totally Driven Radio, Mavericks Comic Roundup, Pro Wrestling Now with Mike Ferrara, uh, 
Mojo Sports Show, so many others. Make sure you check out TotallyDrivenTV.com for a complete list of shows and when they air. And don't forget, Liberty All-Star Wrestling, LAW Homecoming, Saturday, April 1st, at the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. Street address is 767 Beach Avenue with two E's. Glen Olden, PA, 19036. All tickets are $12, and it benefits the Briarcliff Fire Company, number 75. Bell time, 630. Two championship matches and much, much more, including the return to the ring. You've been on the air for a couple weeks now. The return to the ring of Super Cody. I'm so, again, I cannot express how much I am looking forward to this. Um, I, I, I just can't wait, you know, to see the great fans of LAW after all these years. And hopefully I can help out with some of these villains that are, that are starting to overrun the uh, LAW. There you go. The Super One is ready. I hope you are too. Make sure you jump online. LibertyAllStarWrestling.com. Tickets on sale now. Now. Did you get yours? I have mine. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Oh, you might. You're going to have a seat? No, I don't. All right. I am going on LibertyAllStarWrestling.com as we speak. There you go. He's going to go get himself a ticket. And uh, LAW, we do wrestling old school. We're very retro. Uh, That's why we have our wrestling show. There's hundreds of wrestling shows out there, but ours is the Retro Wrestling Radio. We do thank you for tuning in. If you are a comic book fan, as I hope you are, tune in this Sunday morning at 9 a.m. to Maverick's Comic Roundup. Hosted by that devilishly handsome masked cowboy, the Maverick. As he, or, you know, I, if you're not paying attention, talk the latest and greatest in comic books. And this week, we're going to have a live review on the air of the Lego Batman movie, a brand new six-shooter, and lots and lots of more comic book goodness. So tune in here on the Totally Driven Radio Network to that. Tune back here next week, Friday night at 9 p.m. as Super Cody and I discuss something hopefully much more uplifting. Like LAW. Like LAW. We will have uh, some news on the LAW homecoming event and much more, as well as some great topic in regards to the golden ages of pro wrestling. All right, my friend. Well, it's been fun. All right. We do thank you for tuning in. And until we meet again... Happy trails. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.